You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kels Charles May Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday. I am uh, joining you all from a uh, cornfield in Iowa to take uh, Kelsey's brain about training camp. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've both, I, I know we talked about this last week, but we both have been like so insanely busy right now that, <laughs> you know, I was in El Paso all week. And I mean, it's just like kind of nuts. Like it's, and then now you're in the middle of a cornfield and we don't even know what state you're in. Like it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm traveling from Nebraska to South Dakota. So, you know, I'm going to be in the three states in a matter of like an hour. So, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're making do. I love it. I love it. Well, um, while Meg's on the road, the Cowboys did announce their training camp schedule uh, this week. And we've got a lot of things going on, like a lot of things going on. Yeah. And I mean, just to help you guys like plan your trip and stuff like that, there seems to be a lot of great open practices to go check out. And, you know, we're huge fans of getting out there and going to Oxnard. So highly encourage you all to do it. But what I wanted to do was more so like get kind of the meat and potatoes of how it all goes down. Yeah. Um, because if you recall, I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> Did you guys know that I used but... to run training camp? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but yeah, Kelsey ran training camp. Yeah, guys. So here we are. <laughs> so, so my, um, this is like my one shining moment is what basically what we're trying to tell you is like, I get to tell you not only that I ran training camp, but like how I did it. Yeah. And I mean, it's some of these things, like I was writing down questions and I was like, actually, I don't think I know the answer to this. So I'm interested to see kind of all the things that I didn't bother to ask you just because I got to enjoy and reap the benefits of all your hard work. So. Well, um, I mean, shoot, I will re actually retweet this schedule so you guys can take a look before we dive in. I mean, honestly, like, and also like Megan and I both and Dave too have a really great list of places. If you do make it out to Oxnard for training camp, tweet us because there's like a whole list of places that you have to absolutely go to like Spencer McKenzie's. Like I dream about their, I, I dream about their ahi tuna pocket. Like I literally do. And yeah, I mean, there's just like, there's so many fun like bars and like dive bars that maybe you weren't privy to before. Like, it, there's just a list of places you have to go if you're going to training camp. And like, I'm happy to tell them to you. 
Well, so Kelsey, how early did you have to get out there before everybody else to get stuff set up? Yeah. So what's interesting about training camp is that it's actually a deal with the city. So um, maybe people didn't realize this before and I didn't. But one of the reasons why the Cowboys love Oxnard so much is because of the setup that you have. Um, if you are a longtime Cowboys fan, you probably remember the days of San Antonio training camps, um, uh, Wichita Falls training camps, and then obviously there's the Austin training camps too. Wichita Falls, I hear, was kind of miserable because of the heat. Those are like the old school days too, and Austin's even older school. But um, so there's a couple of components as to why the team chose Oxnard. It actually used to be used by the Saints um, back in the day because it's literally a hotel that has, they're like, they're like mini little suites, like almost like a, like a, like a, what's so it, it's a residence in. So it's like a long-term kind of hotel stay where they have like a kitchen, like an upstairs and downstairs kind of like, you know, roommate situation, if you will, kind of feels like going to college, I'll be honest. So it's nice that you actually have like a kitchen and things like in a fridge and things like that. So it's not just like a, a mini fridge. Um, and then there's an actual football field that is right in the back of the entire like hotel complex. So it's maintained all year long. And like, they just, you can literally wake up and walk to the football field and wake up and walk to like the meeting room. So they chose it because of the ease of being able to do all of these things. And then obviously the weather is so much better in California and more temperament than Texas summers as evidenced by all of us dying in this hundred plus degree heat on the regular as of right now. Truly. <laughs> it's so miserable. <laughs> I can't handle it anyways. Um, so I personally would start my meetings. Like we go out, you'd have our, our site meetings in um, March and we go out and meet with the city and make sure that the city was good. And like, we still had our permits in place to, um, you know, align with the fact that we'd be using these facilities for X amount of time. And then I physically would go out. Actually, this weekend would be the weekend that I would be going out to training camp. And so I go every July 4th and then I would so early. I know. And then I would stay until like August 18th or August 20th, like whatever day it was. So like I was literally gone every year for like six or seven weeks, depending on like what the schedule netted out to be. It was kind of wild when you look back on it. I would have made them pay my rent for July. No. I'm not even joking. I hired a pet sitter. I was like, I have, I only had two cats at that time because I was a normal human being. Um, <laughs> remember when? Um, and I, so I literally was like, I, what do you do with an animal for six weeks? Like when, like, you know, and so I literally hired someone to stay at my house for six weeks and like house sit and like take care of my cats. And so I would just pay them and then pay my rent on top of it. So like, I think by the time I got home, I was probably like, net zero in terms of earnings versus what I was spending to like maintenance my house and my animals while I was gone. <laughs> but um, it was fun. yeah, I mean, one would think that they could uh, fork over some help for that, but you know, yeah, yeah. I probably could have asked for that. I did know I did have some coworkers in a couple years down the road who started to bring their dogs out there, um, which was actually pretty fun. And so uh, I just, I know. I know. Like, could you imagine little Murphy running around? Like that'd be actually really fun. Absolutely. He'd be yeah. the perfect camp dog. I kind of agree. <laughs> You'd be the camp mascot. <laughs> yeah. um, what does it take 
to like get everything set up before you get there. Like, obviously you're doing meetings, you know, in March to kind of plan ahead for that. But like, what yeah. those, like how many crews come out to like set up the tents and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big undertaking. Um, so if you guys remember, like I was running it in about 2014, 15, 16, like those years. And so there at the time, um, there's now an actual like apartment complex that's on it. Um, but there was a dirt, it was literally like outside of the field itself, like the grass field. And then you have a golf course, a really nice golf course next to it. And then, but then beyond the confines of the, the actual football field was just a big dirt lot, like a massive dirt lot, which we would convert into a, a midway. And then B the remainder would be a parking lot. Well, um, it's kind of, you know, it was, it was, there's a lot of like rodents. So we would have to like, Oh, good. Yeah. De rodentify, um, the, the lot before we like had hundreds of thousands of people come in. So that was like a process. And then we also had to do a lot of like watering down. Like we literally had like water trucks that would come out and, you know, that became a little bit of a tough thing. Just, it, it just, it's just a lot of logistics to like get the land ready. So we did that. And then we would also like lay down like tons of mulch, um, tons and tons of mulch because that created our midway experience where all of like the sponsorship activations were, and then like all the places where we would create seating. So once we like actually physically prepped the land, we would then like bring in a tent vendor and we had to pop all those tents. Then we'd have, um, we'd have bleachers and then we would integrate with like the city. The city would provide volunteers. We'd have to coordinate with all the volunteers. Um, then we would have, I actually brought in a liquor license, which was pretty cool. Um, and we got a liquor license for like our Miller lights, um, uh, beer garden. So I brought that to camp, which was really fun, but like, that's a whole process getting a liquor license. Like we had to like run it through a charity organization, um, which again, like makes sense. And, you know, I loved getting back. So that was fine with me. Um, and then we had to do permits around like you had to get inspections around permitting for if you were send, selling food, which we did do. So there has to be like water requirements, like all these things that I, <laughs> and then power requirements. Like I didn't know that a yellow jacket was something other than a bug. Like, you know, you have to cover yeah. up all there. They're like these big plastic covers that go over um, like big amounts of cords. And obviously you're running power because we ended up taking over the tennis courts that were next to the football fields. And we turned those into like, we take the biggest one and turn it into like a big weight room. And we have this like incredibly large, like 60 by 60 tent. And then we lay down like a floor. So the Cowboys at the time literally would bring and ship all of their weight equipment from Valley Ranch to Oxnard. So it was just nuts. Like you took over this whole entire tennis court and then we would pop other tents for like VIP. And then we'd have our, we'd set up like, um, an actual stage where Jerry would have his press conference and we'd have to order all of the artwork for the scrims on either side and like make sure that they have like their talking points and things of that nature. So there was a lot of things that went into just like the actual like physical setup of camp. And one time you guys will appreciate this because I'm kind of, I'm a little crazy. Like I love when people are like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> I literally, I literally, uh, so it's a tennis court, right? And if you, guys, if you guys have been there, like you remember this. So it's a tennis court 
that overlooks the actual football field. And so what I did, because I love Derek Eagleton and DallasCowboys.com crew, it's my little, my little family. I cut the tennis court fencing, like the actual, like, like the, the metal, like fencing that, you know, cages you in as it makes a tennis court. So I cut that and I rolled it back and I, (laughs) I built a stage that came off of the tennis courts. And then, so we had like a cool, like looking like elevated, like staging set up where they hosted their podcasts and like their TV shows, which was like really cool. Um, and you know, the hotel was like, what the F are you doing? And I was like, I'll put it back. It's fine. Like, it's totally fine. You're like, you're just- <laughs> You'll never know. yeah I was a little bold I'll be honest with you but it looked cool so it worked (laughs) I feel like I remember those um, they do now I can't even remember yeah yeah it's pretty it was pretty cool and like I just wanted to you know I think that it's one of those things where it seemed like it wasn't um you know, when you come to Oxnard, I don't know what people know what to expect, right? And so you just want to try and make elements as like high end as possible because like the production value that the Cowboys bring to the table is obviously at a certain caliber and you want to try to reflect that. So um, it was cool. I mean, it was really fun to be creative and try to like find ways to just elevate the experience in its entirety. What did your like day-to-day look like? Because it sounds like the, you've been like preparing for it is like a 24 seven job in itself. So what, like, when did you get up in the morning and what went on after that? You guys training camp is a trip. I always like had the best intentions of going to training camp. And like, so I'm out there. I was always out there like two weeks before the team got there and which was, you know, kind of great. Cause it was like the calm before the storm. And like, you actually had time to like do things like maybe, you know, go to Santa Barbara for dinner one night or like go to Malibu, like on a Saturday or whatever, like when we didn't have to work. But um, I think I, once the team got there, there was no off days. So you work like 7 a.m. to like 8.30 at night. <laughs> it's Sheesh. it's wild. Like you just work these like crazy long days. And, it, but it's just like, it's so fun. Like, it's so fun. Um, I mean, it's, it's a trip because you just, you have to get there and make sure that all of the volunteers. So I would probably say like seven is a little bit more fair. <laughs> um, and we'd get to like our office, which was a trailer. And, uh, we would literally set up a trailer and, uh, I would get there like seven eight, And then all the volunteers would be there or already be there. We'd have to make sure all the sponsors were getting in. We'd have to open up, make sure we had the VIP list for the day. Uh, which I have a funny story. I've probably told it like 10 times on here about a VIP thing. That Do it again. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Um, so you obviously, I had a bunch of interns that worked for me, probably like 15 every year. And you, we had radios that was just the way our walkie talkies was how we, we communicated. And so I got a call one time, like on the walkie talkie, they're like, um, they're like, you know, so-and-so for Kelsey. And I was like, okay, go for Kelsey. Like that was my little thing. Like go for Kelsey because I thought I was cool. I don't know. Either way, it sounds official. Thank you. I was trying to do such. And uh, so in my official, you know, stance, one of my interns rings me and is like, hey, um, I'm at the VIP check in. And there's a guy saying um, he's trying to get in, but he's on the list. And I was like, "Okay, like, who is it? He's like, it's a Michael Irvine. And I was like, let him in. (laughs) 
Oh no. One of my interns was straight up trying to like turn Michael Irvin away. And like, that was, and he's like, I'm Michael Irvine's here. And I'm like, dear God, like that feels like something like a prerequisite. I should have tested them all on. Like if they know the triplets and like who the owner is and things like that. (laughs) I feel like that. Yeah. That has to be part of the handbook, like going forward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, like you start your day early, but it would really depend on like what the team had that day. So they always had their walkthrough around like 10 a.m., which was closed to the public, but the media would be have availability. So like we would just be making sure like the midway is getting set up and all of that nature. And like, you know, the pro shop was was ready to go. Um, and then our practice would typically be around like three in the afternoon and then would close around like 530. So that was kind of our you know midway opens around one o'clock or so. And that was when all the action started. But people were coming in and like getting you know parked and and you know, all the VIPs and making sure that was all up and running. Um, and then once everyone leaves afterwards, like obviously there's like the whole, like everyone tries to get an autograph and they just kind of trickle out. And so we close things down and we're probably done around, I don't know, seven, seven thirty. But then it's a matter of making sure you're set for the next day. Like I would always have to send my attendance numbers out to the PR team and then have an executive briefing for Jerry Jones and make sure that all the owners and and leaders knew like what was our sales that day? What was our attendance that day? What kind of activations did we have? Was there anything special? Like we would, we would work and do military appreciation days with a point Magoo is a Naval base or wait, air force. Yes. Base that's out there that they're really phenomenal. They did a lot of awesome work with us and they actually let the charter fly into their base, which was like huge. And so we wanted to do a big thank you because just in general, obviously we want to honor people that have served. Um, and so it was a cool element to bring, bring that to the community. But if we had like a big day like that, we would obviously have a little bit more work to do in coordination and making sure that, you know, everyone that was military, you know, got in and then got their, their pro shop discount or, you know, whatever we were offering at that time. So um, a lot of long days for sure, but then it was fun too, because, you know, listen, like, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like you bond with people because you're in the trenches and you're like, oh my gosh, like, this is brutal. I'm working like so long. Right. But you, but then you go out and like grab drinks or like get dinner or something. Like I really miss uh toppers pizza. Oh my gosh. Like toppers pizza forever. So good. Like <laughs> after like a 10 hour day or whatever it was, depending on the day, getting like an awesome like pizza and like just having like a beer was just so amazing. <laughs> um, so we would do a lot of that, but I really honestly didn't have a lot of days off. I'll be totally frank with you. Like it was a lot of like 10 to 12 hour days for, you know, I'd probably say five, four to five weeks straight. Cause you know, the first week or so is a little bit more lax since, you know, you, it's not open to the public yet. So you actually have yeah. to like, enjoy your surroundings, but like get in the groove a little bit. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't a vacation. I will say that it was, I, and you know, I'm a very routine oriented person. So working a 12 hour day, it's pretty tough to like make time to get your workouts in. <laughs> and then you're just so tired and you're like, all I want is like a pizza and a beer or something like that. <laughs> so I always had the best intentions. I was like, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to run and I'm going to work out and do all these things. And then I got there and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That was a thing. You're like, turns out I'm being pulled in 500 different directions and don't have time for myself. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that's not a thing that's going to happen. So, um, 
but you know what? Like it was fun. Like there'd be nights where we would just um, get a bottle of wine and like sit around the campfire. Like there was like a fire pit up by the, by the front that was awesome. And like, I remember um, uh, sticks who was our quarterbacks coach and, you know, he passed away a few years and he was just, or Wade Wilson. And he was just, he was incredible. And he would sit out at the fire pit and just talk to us. And like, and just, it was just so fun. Like you got these moments of, I dare I call it like humanity with these pretty incredible individuals that you maybe wouldn't have had touch points with otherwise. Um, you know, and like Jason Garrett would walk by because he was the coach at the time, obviously. And, and, you know, stop and like talk to us and say hello. And like, you just, it was just fun. Like it was just a, it was crazy, but it was just like a, it was like a, a summer camp for athletes. It really was camp. And like, were you able to like, kind of see how the, uh, the players and stuff were hanging out and bonding too, or oh yeah, know, is it like pretty separate? No, I mean, they're, they keep it separate from the public, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you are like, you're in there with the players. Like there was a time. So I used to, they had a basketball goal that, um, what used to be right outside of Tony Romo's room. And I remember this, like I used to play. <laughs> I like to shoot hoops. Like, just like when I say shoot hoops, like I don't love playing one-on-one. Like I like playing horse and I like doing like the one cool trick I can do, which is a reverse layup. And I think I'm like, you know, in my, in my old age, I'm like, yeah, I still got it. Um, (laughs) uh, but I, uh, you'd see a lot of guys like Des Bryant would be out there playing basketball occasionally. Uh, Cole Beasley, he's really low key good at basketball. And Sometimes like Tony would shoot around too. So you'd see that. And like, you'd see guys who would bring out like their, at the time, like those little um, scooters that didn't have the, the, the handles on them. Like the, you know what I'm talking about? Like just, you'd step on them and it would just kind of go, which I thought. Was yeah. Cool. Um, what They're like quote unquote hoverboards, but they're not. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. I remember like Terrence Williams had one of those and like one of the other guys, like you were just like, you're walking around with all of them and they're just, you guys are all kind of like in it together. And like, they know who you are. Like the one thing though, is they do keep their dining separately from the staff, which, Mm -hmm. you know, because like, if you think about it, the players have to be, you know, reaching a certain like level and like they have to be making sure they're kind of maintaining like their weight and stuff like that. So, um, they had some certain, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Well, so, I mean, we've heard a lot this offseason, like, you know, obviously when you're out of, out there, out of a routine, 
and it's it sounds kind of more like they are on a routine when they're there um like obviously they're you're dining separate but like what kind of stuff do they like get to eat yeah so i mean they have like they every day they would have like their fresh fruit and you know they'd have like an omelet bar and they'd have you know your regular like continental breakfast on top of it but like like it was just they would have like more like um like turkey sausage options or like turkey burgers and sean lee loved a good turkey burger like he single-handedly kept the turkey burger man <laughs> business straight up um and you know so it was kind of things like that there'd be occasional days where we'd bring in like i brought in like um a chef to cook steaks and he cooked steaks for, like, the entire camp which was really fun like the guys obviously loved that um Sometimes they'd bring in like food trucks occasionally, but a lot of it was your pretty, it was pretty like standard. Like <laughs> there was like some hotel food, but then our nutritionists like really made sure that they elevated it. Um, they also had, I loved this too. Like, this is one of my favorite things. Like she always had like a smoothie bar and Ooh. like these peanut butter protein balls, which, you know, honestly, the, the recipe is just like oats and then peanut butter and your whatever protein powder of choice, like a non-flavored protein powder. Um, and you would just make little like balls out of those and then just put them in the fridge. Those were, I would steal those on the regular if I'm being totally <laughs> honest with you. The biggest like thing that was always funny to me is that these guys are working out like twice a day, right? Maybe like they're doing their walkthrough, they're lifting, and then they're doing their, you know, actual practice. So, you know, you're doing, you're putting a lot of, of effort into your body. Well, they would have the Gatorades there. And I didn't know this at first, but they would like put a piece of tape around it, like a piece of like medical tape. And I was like, I didn't think and I like grabbed a Gatorade and I started to drink it. Uh, that Those were the, the Gatorades with added electrolytes. And you guys, they are salty as hell. Like I like, <laughs> I like spit it out. I was like, what is this? And they were like, it's electrolytes, you dummy. Like, did you not see that you grabbed one that's already been like tampered with basically? I was like, no, obviously I didn't. So, um, so you were uh, extra hydrated that day. Super hydrated. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean the food, it's just a matter of like, it's, it's definitely a grind. Like it's good food for sure. But like being out of your element for six weeks yeah. straight and like eating, you know, going up to a hotel, like dining hall for six weeks, like I, I mean, I'm not, well, I'm not looking for sympathy. Like I'm sure they're not either, but like, you're yeah. like, you're like, God, I would have, I would kill for like a Whataburger right now. <laughs> oh, of course. And like, especially also just to think about like the fact that those guys have, you know, like their own personal chefs, like I believe chef Hoppy, Hoppy, like making them like oh, yeah. all these like really flavorful, like meal preps and stuff like that. Even just to like not have access to that, I feel like would be kind of a stressor. Yeah. I mean, it was, they did the best they could. And I'm sure again, like they brought in as much fresh stuff as possible, but like, I'm not yeah. going to sit there and tell you guys that it's chef hoppy quality by any means. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Um, but okay. So there's events that are like bigger than, you know, just like an open practice or whatever. So like, I think one of the first ones is like the Cowboys back together fan fest and opening ceremonies. Yep. What kind of, what kind of goes into that versus like a blue and silver game day or something like that? Yeah. So the opening ceremony every year 
actually my first event working for the Cowboys, like I started out of college working for them and my boss called me into his office and he was like, all right. And he has like a bit of like a country accent. So I always kind of use that when I talk, when I use his voice, <laughs> he's amazing. I love him. But he was like, all right. So like, here's what we're going to do. Opening ceremony. I need you to get this new unreleased Ford F-150. Ford's a partner. And then we're going to get an Apache helicopter and get the F-150 and fly it in and land it on the training camp field. And out of that is going to be Kid Rock. He's going to walk out and the Duck Commanders are going to walk out. And Jerry Jones is going to walk out and deliver the game ball. And that's going to be our opening ceremony. And I was like, okay. Um, and, you know, me being like young and, you know, I, of course, like I aim to please. And so I started doing some research on this. There's only like three of these trucks that were ever, that were in, that were in like, they were, they were ever like made at the time. And only one of them was in the country. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. And then I think I got a hold of like the duck commander guys and they were like, yeah, we're going to need Jerry's jet. And I was like, okay, well, I think Jerry's using his jet. So like TBD. And then um, the Apache helicopter was like also like insane. Like it was like $250,000 or something ridiculous for an hour. And I was like, okay, so um, this feels like a tall task. Um, needless to say, we didn't end up doing it, but like it, it's, there's, there's a lot of fun, like opportunities to do something cool during the opening ceremonies. Like we like to have like skydivers come in, but then again, when you deal with skydivers, you have to worry about if there's enough clearance. Like when you have, um, uh, like when you're next to the ocean, there's the marine layer. And so the marine layer typically like burns off or clears out. I don't know, like around like lunch or so, if I'm remembering correctly, but the opening ceremonies, you know, if it was too cloudy or if the marine layer didn't clear enough, then the skydivers wouldn't be able to actually jump. So it was like having, when you had to get a permit to get that done too. So you kind of went through this whole process of getting a permit and there's something that you're like, not sure about. Correct. You're like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but like, I'm going to try. Um, and of course, like, obviously you have the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders out there and like Kelly Flint, Finn Glass and crew does an amazing job of like, you know, doing a custom like performance and ceremony. And then, and then it's all just about making sure that you get with the Jones team and you're like, Hey, what do you guys want to feature? And like, is there anything you want to make sure we, we hit on and, and you help, you know, put together like a program and run a show and get all the right people there from the city of Oxnard, from the Jones family, from the cheerleaders, from the mascot, um, which by the way, like love myself some rowdy, but like having a mascot suit housed in your office after the mascot <laughs> running around in it for like six hours every day for six weeks is atrocious. I was like, dear God, can we please like dry clean this? Like I, I'm begging you, I will personally pay for it. Like, I don't care what it costs. That has to be like a triggering sense. Triggering, triggering. Like, I love you, Rowdy, <laughs> but like, my goodness, you are smelly. Lord. Yes. So, um, a lot of moving parts. And then, again, always fun. Oh yeah. But okay. So like blue and silver games, I feel like that's something, you know, they do every single year. Is it yep. kind of already like figured out? Is there just like extra stuff you have to do for it? Yeah. So blue and silver is largely, um, the football operations side, make sure they're coordinating with like the equipment staff and making sure we actually have like 
they're, you know, they're like, Hey, this is the day we're going to have this. So like, they need to have like their like full pads type thing. Cause you'll see a lot of times where it's like a padded practice or like a not padded pack, non-padded practice. And like, obviously that matters in terms of what the, the equipment team has to get ready. Um, and then that's actually broadcasted on the CBS local station. So it's just a matter of coordinating with the media team at CBS to ensure that they know like, Hey, here's the timing. Um, and then, you know, making sure that we've coordinated with the city to let them know, like, this is a really big marquee event. So parking's a big thing mm -hmm. and there's probably gonna be a lot more people than, than normal. So we have to have like remote parking options um, that we can bus people in, uh, all things of that nature. And then just again, like promotional purposes, like press releases, things of that nature too. So it is, it's pretty, it's, it's honestly like pretty turnkey and handled a lot more by the football ops side, but it's just a matter of making sure that like the football side of the house is communicating with the marketing side of the house so that they know like, Hey, yeah, we're good to go on this. And then I kind of just check the box on my end to make sure that I'm communicating that they are indeed doing this and right. doing it. Yeah, that's a, it's so much coordination. It sounds like y'all have to be like on the same page. Do you do like touch bases every single day or is oh, it just kind of? Yes. So <laughs> if like the training camp is, is two sides, you know, and there's a lot more moving parts, but like there's, it was, I ran, when I say I ran training camp, like I, I did a lot of logistics, but I, I largely was like, I was the marketing lead. And then there is like the football operations side. So like that was my counterpart. And so like, I was, it's a team of people where it's a marketing team and a football operations team. So we are one training camp team. Um, but it's, there's, I would say there's two main houses that kind of handle like the actual day-to-day -day in Oxnard. Um, so. What, okay. So what was it like your favorite training camp story? Like a, whether it involves players or not. <laughs> um, I have a couple, I mean, training camp's just so fun. Uh, it's a, it's, I, it's such a like love hate thing. Cause it's such a labor of love is a better way of putting it because it's just it's yeah. so much fun, but like, it really is like, it's exhausting, but it's so great. I mean, it's just a, such a unique experience. Um, I would say like, um, I mean, there was like, I'm, I'm pretty tight with like Travis Frederick. And there was a time when, when I was trying to sneak him a grilled cheese <laughs> because <laughs> I think coach, like we had, we brought in a grilled cheese truck and like coach got mad at them and was like, you guys didn't can't have the food truck. So I was, <laughs> and like, we're the same age. Like I loved him. I love his wife. And like, and so it was, we were like kind of buddies and I was like trying to like help him get a grilled cheese. And he was like, dude, I'm not even joking. Like, please like SOS. Like I need, you don't understand how much I need a grilled cheese right now. Um, and so that was kind of funny. And um, then there was like there, I mean, there was a time when, one of my other favorites was like when Denzel Washington came out to training camp. Um, cause you're close to LA if you think about it. And like, there's a, so there's a lot of celebrities that come up and oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of celebrities that are Cowboys fans. Yeah. Yes. So Denzel Washington, obviously his son was on ballers and that was when it was happening, but his son also, if you guys remember this, Tyler Klutz, the fullback, he, um, is friends with him and played with him in college. I believe it was. And, um, then he also was on the Rams practice squad. So he came out with his son. Um, he was filming something in New Orleans. I don't know what TV or I'm sorry, what movie it was, but he had like a full beard and I don't really get starstruck a lot, but like, that was a moment for me, but he actually went out and like talked to the team and it was so cool. Cause I remember like going out there with him and like, um, I got to be his handler for the day, which was really cool. But he was like, 
he said, he's a pretty religious guy. And, you know, he started talking to the guys and he's like, listen, um, you know, all this is amazing. And, and like, I'm so pumped for you guys. Like you've, you've accomplished a lot, but like, don't lose sight of like what really matters in life. And like, also like, make sure you have like your house in order and, and, you know, cause this is, this can also be fleeting. So like, enjoy yeah. this and live in the moment, but like, also like know what your plan is next or like have like thoughts and like be considering this from a holistic perspective. But then he also said, he's like, and, 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 you know, last but not least, like every night before you go to bed, like put your shoes under your bed so that when you get up every morning, you have to get down on your knees and pray. And I was like, you know, whether you're religious or not, like, I think the crux of like what he was saying was pretty neat where it's just like yeah. one of the most successful people in the world. And he was like, this is amazing. And you are accomplishing something great, but like ground yourself and never forget right. the important things. And like, I just thought that was really cool. That's sweet. Yeah. So those are a few of mine. I mean, I had a ton. I'll, I'll never forget though. Like when Denzel was at camp and um, John Machado took a selfie with him <laughs> and used it as his profile picture on Twitter yeah. and every, for like years, people thought that John was black. It's so good. Like, I'm actually really sad. I couldn't see that it was Denzel. I know. Yeah. yeah. Cause also like Denzel looked a little different there. Like he had like a full, like he had a ton of facial hair. Like it's not his normal. Yeah, I think he had like his sunglasses and a hat on too. Yes. So like he did a pretty good job of like blending in. I'll say that for someone that's so larger than life. I remember what one year when I came up there with our friend, uh, Hannah, and we were just like, freaking out in the corner about Chris Harrison from The Bachelor being there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were being such babies about it. And Dave was like, just go over there and say hi. And I was like, I can't, I can't. And then, like, you came over and you're like, do you want me to introduce you to Chris Harrison? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's so nice. Like, he was really great. Like, he was like, he was like, um, I mean, I remember that, too. That was really fun. And Cause he comes out, like he comes out every year. He's a big Cowboys fan. Um, oh yeah. I, I like, he had like a book that came out and like, we did a thing at like Charlotte's house, like where he like launched it. And it was like, it's like, I have this photo of me with him with a rose where I like to repost it every year whenever the doctor <laughs> comes on and pretend like I'm a big fan. Although I am learning being friends with Megan Murray. I will say that. That's all it takes really. Yeah, truly, truly. <laughs> like the new season starts like next week. So oh, don't God. worry, I got you covered. Thank you. Yeah, we are. I'm, I'm on the Southern Charm train, um, but I got to get back on the Bachelor train too. I It like killed me that I missed it yesterday. So um, don't tell me what happened. Okay, <laughs> I'm still back on week one. So I got to catch up myself. <laughs> what is like one tip that you would give to someone that, is coming out to training camp like hottest tip you have oh um probably parking but <laughs> I don't even know the parking I mean I kind of do but it's been they change it so much I would say honestly like, I went there last time I went there with the parking like each stop point um they like basically chased me down and I was like you just let me through <laughs> and I had to like have someone come help me every like every blockade I was like this is crazy yeah yeah, they're serious, man. Um, I would say like my thought would be if I could make a recommendation, it'd be a couple of things. Um, if you want, if you, if I would try, I would personally say in like Ventura, Ventura is so cool. And it's only like 10 minutes down up the road. Um, 
there's a lot of like cool things in Ventura. Kevin Costner lives in Ventura. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> the tavern in Ventura is like, Ventura is just a cool little like beach town. Like I would stay in Ventura if you could. Um, yeah. And then I would also say if you're trying to get like as close to the players as possible, like this is a time when you, you can do that. And again, like, I don't know the setups anymore, but um, if you are really interested in being as up close as possible and don't have like a personal connection to the team, the fan club is a great option for you. And you can join the fan club and you get like pretty awesome access. I don't know what it is right now, but like when I was there, you had like the premium access to when they like ran on and off the field. So that would be my recommendation. And like, so at the very least you get a really cool like view and at the, at, you know, at the best case scenario, you have like a premier location to try and get like an autograph if they come through. So, um, and I'll just say this, like, if you are like, think about it, like logic wise, like if you are a paying customer of training camp, like at, at a fan club position, we always like really encourage the players to go over there and like, and like take care of those fans that were, you know, that were, that were in that position because, you know, you want to give them the most value out of their purchases possible. So um, that's kind of where I would say would be my key recommendations. And then like, just like food wise, I would, my tips would be like, you got to go to Spencer McKenzie's. You got to go to the tavern. You got to go to Cafe Fiore. You got to go to, um, you know, there's a, what's the bar that we always go to Meg that I, should I, should I say we, that? I, I was like, are we gatekeeping that? Or are we going to tell people? I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like I kind of well, want to, we could, it. if anyone wants it, um, we did, we did last year, a episode about like all of our reps around like food, all sorts of stuff. So we could do that again. Um, yeah. if, if there's a, if we're clamoring for it, you know, and then, yeah. if we, then maybe, maybe we'll tell you. Yeah, let's do that. Cause like, I have like a little bit of like a, it's like a, it's like a fun little like secret Cowboys hangout. Like I really love that spot. It's like, I, I kind of like that. It's like super divey. <laughs> right. And like, I mean, truly it's going to be, it would be like GTV people there. So that'd be fine with me, but you True. know, fair. I, we'll have to, we'll have to weigh the, weigh the um, pros and cons here. We will noodle on it, but yeah. <laughs> those would be like my main thoughts. And then, you know, like you could also like parking is a little tough. So I don't know, like maybe like Uber and then just, yeah, you know, kind of, there's a place called the collection. Like I'll be for real with you. I, what I would do if I wasn't working, I would Uber there. And then I would walk like the half mile to the collection, which has like a yard house, a whole foods, like a lazy dog. Like they have like bars and restaurants. And then I would go have like a dinner happy hour afterwards and then get picked up from there because it's just instead of like having to deal with parking yeah and especially if you're like starting out in ventura like getting an uber from there to oxnard's not quite as crazy because it's like i feel like everyone tries to stay in oxnard yeah so it just it, it'll knock a couple dollars off that uber price <laughs> i'm telling you guys ventura is the move ventura i love oxnard for sure like definitely yeah. like oxnard but like i personally like ventura is cool like Patagonia is based out of there. I mean, there's just like, it's just like a really cool. And if you're into true crime, like Meg and I are, um, <laughs> the golden state killer, when he was moving down the coastline to Santa, uh, to San Diego from the Sacramento area, if this is unfortunate, but it's a weird, weird, fun fact. Like he actually, like, there was like a pretty like high profile, like killing in Ventura by, by the golden state killer, which is, he how was also a police officer there too. So that's always, Oh yeah. <laughs> which is 
or no, that was Visalia. Anyway, you might be right. Meg and I nerd out over this. Anyways, if it was like one of the key ways they knew he was moving down the coastline. So it's just kind of like, there's some really like interesting histories there to say the least. Yeah. And again, it, like she said, it's, it's gorgeous out there. Like it's, you can be right on the water. It's really easy. There's so many restaurants that are right there on the water too. And they're all really good. People are just nice and happy to have Cowboys fans around because yeah. they, they get nice big tips from you. So yeah, I mean, everyone's super helpful and the town is like happy to have everyone. So it's good vibes all around. It really is. <laughs> really is. Yeah. Well, I am still in a cornfield somehow. Um, <laughs> I love that we made an episode out of like Kelsey's memory lane. Like, I hope that was helpful to you guys or fun. Like, I, I mean, I'm always happy to talk more. Like there's like so many fun, like crazy stories, but like, if you guys are going to go out to training camp, definitely let us know. Meg has been there enough as well. Like we, we have like some- in to go again this year. So I will see. I think I might be actually, and I'll tell you more. I that development from my work trip this week. Um, yes, please. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, like it's a fun time, you guys, and like it's just such a unique experience that I, a lot of other teams like don't offer the ability to be that close to your team. And so, you know, I just think it's cool. So I, I, I highly recommend if you can make the trip. Um, Meg and I are always here for recommendations. I know Dave is good for a recommendation too, but. Um, oh, if, yeah. you guys, if you guys are interested, you let us know. We'll put together like a whole like training camp reco podcast so you can bookmark it and listen to it before you make your trip. Yeah, if we're feeling really like put together one day, maybe we'll even write it down. Who knows? <laughs> That's a large TBD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like again, I'm in a cornfield recording a podcast with Kelsey, who literally just got back super late last night from a work trip. So, you know, we're we're just um we're, we're thriving. floating plastic bags in the wind. Honestly, I love it. I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Um, we always love hearing from you. What kind of content you want? What kind of guests you want? What kind of things you want to see? Let us know if you're gonna make it out to training camp, though. For real, uh, hit us up on social media. I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles, and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And she may be in the middle of the cornfield, but there's something really, <laughs> I really <important>. am. <laughs> that we need to make sure you guys are aware of no matter where you are on this planet. And Megan, that is Dallas forever, Philly for never eat your corn. Birds aren't real. <laughs> I'm, I should talk some mad ish about Runza right now, but I'm going to hang up before. Don't you dare. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> Bye.